Hello and welcome back to the What Do You Think of That podcast. Uh, just a quick disclaimer. This is recorded while I'm on a trip. I'm not in my normal studio. And as such, I can't really edit this video podcast. So mistakes like that, you will hear. And if there's other noise and whatnot, you will hear that as well. So I am hoping... To get this up on the Friday following this recording, which will be the 12th, as it will go pretty well with the video that I'm putting out. But we'll see how it goes, depending on if I can uh, upload this to, you know, your podcast site. That being said, let's get into it. Today I'm talking about uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. I wanted to originally go through the MCU chronologically. So start with Iron Man and then go forth. But I did a podcast already on Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And I have some other ones that I want to go over. And for the sake of the video that will be released on the 12th, um, I think that this will go fairly well alongside it. So, we're just going to talk about it. I have not recently watched this film. Uh, I have most recently watched it this summer, but I've seen it enough times to remember some general little pieces. So, let me just get into what my thoughts on the film are. Um, I really liked this film. This was the third Spider-Man film that I had seen um, because prior I had only seen the Andrew Garfield iterations of Spider-Man, which mixed opinions um, kind of across the board. Uh, I personally don't think that the first one is awful. The second one needs some work for sure. Um, but personally, I didn't have a problem with them. This film coming in, though, with that as my prior Spider-Man films, I was blown away. I feel like after Civil War, where we got to see Spider-Man there, Marvel really took Spider-Man in a great direction. And I personally don't have a problem with Tom Holland's Spider-Man. I think that his Peter Parker is maybe... And this is my opinion, seen as it's what did you think of that. And what I thought of that was that Tom Holland is potentially the best Spider-Man, not Spider-Man, uh, the best Peter Parker that we have seen. I think that maybe, potentially, um, Tobey Maguire is a better Spider-Man. But I would have to re-watch those films. I've only really seen the first one and parts of the second one and third one. I haven't watched the second one and third one all the way through. Um, I probably will. And I probably will make an episode on it. But as it currently stands, I have only seen really the first one and most of the others. But I'm getting away from the point. We're talking about Homecoming, not Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. Um... So yeah, I thought that 
Homecoming was really good. I think that they, for the first time in a while, got an actor who I feel like could pull off a high schooler decently well. 16? Maybe not. But, I don't know. Tom Holland at the time could pull off a 17-year-old, potentially. Um, sorry. Uh, yeah, so things I liked about it, aside from the character, and we'll get into characters later. Um, I think that the story is okay. Um, I'm glad that they didn't go with the origin story again. We have seen Uncle Ben's death and Peter Parker get bit and all that rehashed way too many times. We all know the story, and I'm glad that Marvel kind of just rolled with that. If you're a first-time viewer not coming into Spider-Man with any prior knowledge, that's maybe a problem. But for me, who has been a longtime comic book fan and did know it, I'm glad that we kind of just skipped that and, and got right into things. So, as far as what I thought of the movie, though, uh... Really blown away with it. I don't know if I'd give it a 10 out of 10, but it's it's at least a good 7 plus. Um, so if you haven't seen the film, which I think is maybe unlikely because it's like five years after its release. Four years after its release, my bad. Um, I definitely suggest it. Go watch it. And then if you enjoy my opinions on things, come back, watch the rest. That said, this is your spoiler review. Spoiler, well, yes, it's the spoiler review, but this is your spoiler alert. From this point forward, I will be talking about spoilers of the film. Golly, I haven't recorded one of these in a long time, so that's, uh, my, my podcasting skills are a little off. Thanks for bearing with me, though, especially considering there is not going to be really any editing on this. Anyways, getting into the film. Um, so, yeah, story-wise, I think that it's potentially a little lacking. Uh, I think that it was fine for what it was trying to do. It introduced the characters. It got us to all really like Spider-Man. But as far as a story... I don't know. Maybe that's just me, but I tend to like a little bit more. I mean, it was a Marvel film, and as such, it's it's a lot more action-driven than story-driven. Um, and Marvel has a few exceptions to that, but a lot of their films are, are really just action. And... Spider-Man Homecoming is no exception to that rule. So, I will say that about it. But, overall, the film's pretty great. And I can't say that I really have any problems with it in that manner. I just personally think that the story could use could have been better, for sure. Um, but it wasn't awful by any means. Uh, we we have Peter Parker. He's 
now with his newer suit, he's not in the uh, onesie that Tony Stark called it. Uh, I do have some reservations about it being a Stark suit. That's not uncommon in the comics. But I kind of wish that the iconic red and blue suit uh, was a Peter Parker original. Um, but small potatoes in the grand scheme of things. That's just my opinion. Um, but anyways, we see him. He's kind of doing his thing. He's looking for more. Uh, which I'll get into that in a moment. And then he stumbles accidentally across um, the Vulture and and his crew, which are selling these enhanced weapons that would not be good to have on the street. That just would be a bad thing. And... Yeah, so he kind of goes on working on well, how would I how would I put this? So he goes and he figures out, you know, who the vulture is and he eventually stops him. This is a if you've seen the film, you'll know, very very abbreviated version. Um if if uh, if I was Jimmy Woo, I think that he has a uh, what's the saying? It's from WandaVision. He said, "Oh, something along the lines of that's an oversimplification of things." But yes, um, so yeah, if you've seen the film, you'll you'll know what I'm talking about. Anyways. So, I think that generally the plot works. You're semi-invested. I think that Spider-Man is very much meant to be friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. And while he's not taking on world-threatening events, at least not in this film, and he's... I will credit the fact that he is learning the lesson that he should be a neighborhood Spider-Man, and by the end of the film, he decides he will be. I think that there's a lot of this film that's like Spider-Man is trying too hard to be an Avenger, which is fine given the world that it's the MCU, and the Avengers are kind of this bigger thing, but I feel like Spider-Man should be more independent. That's my opinion. But I feel like him being really pressing that his goal that he's going to really beat over the head is to work with Tony Stark and be an Avenger. Given how the MCU has set up his character is okay. But I would prefer if they had kept this be a little bit more of its own thing. For the most part, Homecoming is a good standalone film, but there is parts of it that it's like that's a. If we're looking at it as a standalone film, it's a little insistent almost on on Spider-Man being an Avenger or being with 
Tony Stark and all these other characters that if you're coming into Spider-Man as a standalone film, you don't care about. So that's kind of my major issue with uh, with how they handled that. But Iron Man is in this film. And so I think that it is semi-okay to, to work that into his character, particularly since the MCU version, like Iron Man's the father figure. Well, maybe not father figure, but like mentor figure. So let's, uh, let's talk about characters. Because we are 12 minutes into this podcast. And I have only talked about plot, which I'm totally okay with. I think that my podcasts have a tendency to run a little short, if anything. Um, unless I have a feature, which unfortunately I don't have for this one. But uh, stay tuned. We're getting, me and Garrett Graff are in the process of recording uh, the Dark Knight Rises episode. So stay tuned for that. It'll be next week or the following week, I think. We'll see. So characters. Let's get back into the character of Spider-Man. I talked about him a little bit before. Uh, I do like this iteration of Spider-Man. As I said, I have no problems with Tom Holland. Some people don't really like him. I didn't care. As far as character growth... I think that they grow Tom Holland's Spider-Man decently well in this film. He goes from having larger aspirations of joining the Avengers, like I said, to learning that maybe he should be a little bit more of a Spider-Man, like friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Granted, this aspiration lasts all of about a half a second, as in the next film that he's in, he goes to space with the Avengers. But the, the the general growth, you saw it there. And I think that that was well pulled off. Um, they established his aspiration pretty early on. You see it in the text messages, which I thought was really cool how they displayed that on the, on the screen. Uh, and, then, and then by the end, he learns that maybe he should try and, and do things a little bit smaller, a little bit more dependent on himself and not so dependent on Iron Man and his new suit and and yada, yada, yada. As far as... Well, I won't get into costume design because that is something that I do exclusively on my Instagram. Um, so if you want to see that... I will try and make a post about it. We'll see how it goes, considering that I am currently out of town. But, I think, generally, the look of the film, this is getting away from character breakdowns, and I apologize, but this is just how I think about things. The look of the film is great, and I think that it fits a Spider-Man film decently well. The theme of homecoming is unique, and I really enjoyed that. And as I said before, I think that this is the one of the first Spider-Man films that really pulls off the fact that Peter Parker is in high school, and they do that decently well. Back to the character <laughs> reviews. I am sorry. I'm, I think in tangents like this all the time. But anyways, Peter Parker 
uh, I think was pulled off well. Like I said, I think this is the best iteration of Peter Parker um, because he's smart and nerdy and a little awkward. Um, but he's not... How do I put this? I didn't like Tobey Maguire's Peter Parker, and this may be an unpopular opinion, because I thought he was so awkward to the point of it being cringy. And Peter Parker, as I remember him, isn't that way. And granted, I come from a newer generation of Peter Parker. I've read some of the older comics, but the Peter Parker that I grew up with is different than some other people may have. And so that may play into my opinion, but I just thought that uh, Tobey Maguire's Peter Parker was so cringy, it was almost hard to watch because of how much secondhand embarrassment I got. I didn't have that issue with Tom Holland's. He was awkward, uh, but but not that awkward. You know? Does that make sense? So I really liked that. I loved that he made his own webbing as opposed to getting it from Oscorp. Even though in The Amazing Spider-Man he says that he designed it himself, it is clearly shipped to him from Oscorp. And I haven't seen that film in a while. Maybe he made it during his internship there, but ignore the phone in the background. Anyways, I really liked that he made it. And it's like a DIY type thing. He's doing it in the drawer of his desk. He doesn't need a lab for it because he's that smart. Um, Because Peter Parker is literally a genius in the comics. Um, I'm glad they didn't do him that much in in the film. Because I think that maybe that would have been a tad much. But I really liked how they did the character. Spider-Man, on the Spider-Man side of things, uh, I was a little less impressed with. He's quippy, and he's learning how to do things, um, which I think is fine for a a first Spider-Man film. I think the quippy is definitely a plus, but there's something missing about Tom Holland's Spider-Man, and I can't put a pin on what it is. Um, But he just doesn't, harness that spider-man feel that i that i really liked about the sam raimi spider-man um so yeah moving on from spider-man slash peter parker let's get into ned i loved the character of ned i'm not so familiar with his character in the comics outside of that i know that he becomes hobgoblin but in this film, he is hilarious. He is the perfect, uh, uh, what's the word that I'm looking for? Other side of the coin, like best friend partner to Peter Parker. Tom Holland and Jacob, I don't know how to pronounce his name play off each other so well you really get the feel that they're best friends and i absolutely love that dynamic ned just brings a humor and levity to the film that is great um 
I wouldn't say he necessarily has a character arc, but he's not supposed to. He's the uh, comic relief of the film. Um, so pretty cool. I thought the guy in the chair comment uh, is hilarious because almost all superheroes do have a guy or gal in the chair. Uh, in Arrow, which I've talked about before, it's Felicity. Batman, you could technically say, is Alfred, but uh, for the most part, it's Oracle. Uh, just in in certain, like the, the, the Dark Knight trilogy doesn't have an Oracle, so that's why I said Alfred. Uh, but yeah, I thought that that was hilarious. A little... Um, fourth wall break so to speak um i think it's interesting uh and this is a kind of common thing but i think it's interesting that comics exist within the mcu um it's not uncommon for for comics to appear in movies uh particularly superhero films like i know that uh I think it's Into the Spider-Verse that, that that version of Peter Parker talks about having comic books about him. Logan has X-Men comics in it. So I know that it's not uncommon, but I do think it's a little interesting. Um, and according to the Eternals trailer, DC comics are also in Marvel, which is interesting. You wouldn't think that uh, Marvel would include its competitor within its universe. But... They do. Um, Zendaya's MJ, we don't see a whole lot of in this film. She is Michelle in this film. And I'll get into it if I ever do a Far From Home podcast. Eventually I will, but I feel like there's a bit of a character shift between the two films. They do not at all really seem like the same character. Uh, and maybe it's because we're seeing Peter and MJ as their friends versus as MJ's more of a background character. But I don't know. It's, um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think that they could have maybe written the character a little better, but I don't necessarily have a problem with Zendaya's version of MJ. I do not have a lot to say about her, though, as she's kind of small in this film. Um, moving on to our main bad guy, Michael Keaton's Vulture is pretty great. Uh, well, why do I say pretty great? He's great, but Michael Keaton, I feel like, is great in everything that he's in. Sadly, I have not seen his iteration of Batman, which makes no sense to me, considering how much of a Batman fan I am. I will be watching that pretty soon here. I have the film. I just haven't watched it. But I'm going to watch it, and then I'll make a podcast episode about it, and you can hear my raw initial thoughts of the film, because I know nothing about it. Aside from the fact that Joker dies at the end. Spoiler alert. So, but his Vulture character, I think Vulture was a perfect villain in this film for a new Spider-Man. 
And I think that having him not necessarily just be evil for the sake of being evil was really well done. And I think Michael Keaton can pull that off really well. I'm sure he can pull off an amazing just bad guy for the sake of being a bad guy. But I liked the way that his villain character was written in this film. Uh, I do have to say this was mid-Marvel making all the villains technically villains. But really they're just misunderstood. And that piece, I don't really understand. It goes kind of against the original like comic code or whatever where you're not supposed to be able to sympathize with the villain. But, you know, it makes for a better character if you can relate to them on a, on a, on a certain level. So I can understand their choice to do that. Um, let's see, what other characters do I want to talk about? We don't see a whole lot of the shocker. Uh, we actually see two, though, in this film, technically. Um, I'm hoping that eventually he comes back and we get to see a little bit more of him because Shocker's a little bit of a more prevalent villain. But generally, um, he wasn't bad, wasn't great either. I'll say that. Um, Happy Hogan is always a win. I wish we saw more of him. Um, I'm glad he's getting a little bit more of a spotlight as we're going into new films. Uh, Aunt May is okay. I am not 100% happy with the actor they chose just because I feel like Aunt May is supposed to be and look older. And I feel like the current actress looks um too much on the younger side. I think that Sam Raimi's Aunt May was like perfect. As far as how I feel like she's depicted in the comics versus how she was depicted on screen. But that's just my opinion. That's what I thought of that. Other characters. I like the setup for Miles Morales. I hope that they uh, pay that off eventually. Considering that Far From Home, though, looks like a Spider-Verse um, movie. I, I imagine that they will. Um, Flash Thompson interesting take on Flash Thompson for sure not totally opposed to it but wouldn't say I necessarily was thrilled by it either um, but I'm glad that he wasn't just like a dumb jock so it I don't know if I could say, and maybe this is just because I'm not too familiar with Flash Thompson's character in general, but I don't know if I could see this Flash being Agent Venom. Anyways, uh, let's get into the tail end of this podcast. Uh, I don't know. What what should this fun segment be? There's, uh, there's not a ton of fight scenes. So I can't do a fight scene ranking like I've done in the past. I could do a favorite scene. So hmm, probably the fairy scene is my favorite. We get our pretty typical Spider-Man. Uh, uh, I don't know how I'd put it, but it's in Spider-Man 2 with the train. And it's in one of one of the amazing Spider-Man films. I can't remember which one, but... 
Um, yeah, so I'd say probably the fairy scene is my favorite. Uh, that or like the very opening uh, montage where with the Blitzkrieg bop playing in the background where he's going around actually being like a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. He's uh, stopping bike thieves and helping old ladies who give him churros. Like that, that's great. That's the Spider-Man that that I feel like he's supposed to be. And not that I necessarily think we should see more of that because I think that that would be kind of boring, but I'm glad that they did that in the film. So those would be maybe my two competitors for my favorite scene. Uh, what's another thing that maybe I could do? Spider-Man doesn't really have a whole lot of gadgets in this film. I think that the the sigil drone is interesting, for sure. Uh, I haven't ever seen something like that before, but I'm not opposed to it. Um, but also, like I said, it's a Stark suit, so um, it has everything. As Tony says in this film, but in uh, I don't know. That's not Spider-Man. Spider-Man shouldn't have everything in his suit. So, there's that. Anyways, to wrap up the podcast, I really enjoyed the film. I'd probably give it a 7 plus out of 10, like I said earlier. Uh, Pretty well written characters. A so-so storyline, but a plot that overall holds together. So, to answer the question, what would you think of that? I thought Spider-Man Homecoming was a pretty decent film. Anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, If you're new, I'm surprised you made it this far. My opinions are kind of all over the place, if you couldn't notice. Um, If you enjoyed, please consider following the podcast. If you want to see more content from me... I also have a YouTube channel, uh, which is Josh B. Josh. And I have an Instagram, which is the same thing, just with two zeros. And I occasionally will stream on Twitch. Um, my life is just crazy. And so I don't always have the time for that. But if you want to see more kind of semi-consistent content from me and more Spider-Man content, head over to my YouTube channel. I just put a video out or Maybe I put a video out last week, depending on when this goes up, on Spider-Man. So, anyways, thank you guys for listening, and I will speak to you guys in the next one.